Hello, welcome to Okawa Book Club. So we're your hosts, I'm Dylan. I'm John. And we're going to be discussing the teachings of Riho Okawa. Riho Okawa is a world teacher, master, and CEO of Happy Science Group. All right, so today we have Trump Shall Never Die, His Determination to Come Back, which is a spiritual interview series by Riho Okawa. And this book has two parts, chapter one and chapter two, which are both spiritual messages from the guardian spirit of Donald Trump. And before we begin, I'd just like to say, no statements made by the guardian spirit of Mr. Donald Trump in this book reflect statements actually made by Mr. Donald Trump himself. The opinions of the spirit do not necessarily reflect those of Happy Science Group. And we have talked about some spiritual messages in the past through our Okawa Book Club podcast, so if you'd like to learn more about what spiritual messages are, I'd ask you to look back and listen to those podcasts before you begin. So to begin, I'd like to read from the preface, and I'll just read part of it. It says, Mr. Trump may have made too many enemies because he was an unconventional president, but his uncommon, unpredictable actions surely worked to bring stability and safety in Asia and the Pacific region. And so through this book, it teaches the real thoughts inside President Trump's subconscious mind. And so no Japanese media can interview Mr. Trump. And through this book, Riho Kawa was able to access the inner stores of his subconsciousness. And it acts as a valuable primary source on him. And the title, Trump Shall Never Die, it comes from Riho Kawa's words in the preface and also the guardian spirit of Trump's words inside the book. It says, people's call for Mr. Trump will grow louder by the end of this year. Riho Kawa, March 17th, 2021. All right, so getting into the book, we have John here today. And I'd just like to ask you, John, what is your overall impression of the spiritual messages of former President Donald Trump? I felt this was an excellent commentary on a lot of what's going on right now um, in the United States primarily, but also other parts of the world and just uh, geopolitically. And, you know, a lot of the changes that have been happening and may prospectively happen uh, now that President Biden is in office. Um, and there was a lot of information that was touched upon in this book that I think can be really valuable to us in order for us to better prepare ourselves for changes that may or may not be happening in the present and near future. And just to, you know, help ensure that our that the United States remains a free nation and that we can uh, help, you know, other nations to remain free as well. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's so true. And moreover, he really kind of uses these spiritual interviews as a way to push back against what he views as unfair criticism and false arguments being used against him and then treating him like a sort of monster or crazy person. So he justifies his arguments and his actions through sophisticated words and we can try to use this book as a way to see things from the middle road and push back a little bit the kind of narrative which is viewing him as an insurrectionist or some kind of you know militant leader of a cult. Yeah, we can learn a lot from his words and his perspective and then form a more unbiased and fair mindset towards the political scene. 
Which I think is important right now. I mean, given that, you know, Donald Trump isn't allowed to use social media anymore. I mean, so it's a little bit difficult for him to get his opinions out there. I think this was the perfect medium for it, though. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then I would say the other part of this book, besides justifying himself and his actions, is his view and his strong opinions against some things he sees going on in the world right now including Chinese communism and the carbon movement led by Greta Thunberg and a few other things which are, as he says, against God's will. So we can learn a lot from his perspective on the world affairs, especially because it's not just him that's saying it, but there's a lot of people supporting him still. And if you look at the polls in the United States, his base is still very much behind him. And just to give a more fair perspective, we can look and see what he's really thinking. So, John, I'd also like to ask you another question, and that is just the idea of spiritual messages of a guardian spirit of a living person. How can we use those to form more uh, deeper opinions about the world, about world affairs and about religion and other things? How can we use these guardian spirit uh, spiritual messages by living people? in a positive way? Uh, well, I mean, from my perspective, these messages are representing the underlying currents of what's flowing through our world. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, and I think that we have to, in order to understand them properly, we have to be able to conceive of the concept that things start from an inner place and then they come into this world as a manifestation. So by receiving these messages from the guardian spirits, we are not only learning about what is driving the actions and decisions made by world leaders, often as is the case, but we're also, these messages are being spread to us so that from an inner place, they're able to possibly inspire us to make changes in the world that are more positive. Um, and I mean, anybody who's read these types of spiritual interviews will know that often, you know, these it's not that they're promising that everything's going to be perfect or anything like that at all. In fact, they're often giving some type of warning, but they are also providing us with solutions and ideas that we may want to put into consideration. And sometimes, you know, it could be an interview with a more malevolent type of spirit, and then we're able to learn the truth about them. And I think it just helps us to make better informed decisions in life. Yeah, that's so true. So the news itself can talk about things that already happened in the past, things that recently happened, and then tell those events and then show them in a certain way so that you will feel a certain way about them. But these spiritual messages are almost predicting and showing what's going to happen in the future because thoughts create actions and everything starts from the level of thoughts. So if we can understand the thoughts that are running through someone's mind, we can see where things might be headed based on those thoughts. And I think over the last four years, I've heard this concept sometimes used on media channels, which says sources familiar with the president's thinking. And they use an anonymous source to try and predict what the person is really thinking. But this is not anonymous. This is the direct and unedited words of the guardian spirit of former President Trump. So we can be certain that these are what are underlying his thoughts. And so that we know who he is. 
because they say that 90% of someone's uh, mental energy is stored in their subconscious mind. So if we know what's in their subconscious, we know who they really are. So it really shows clearly the unbiased true picture of the situation. And it is really nice to get some unbiased media for a change. I mean, <laughs> given that that's a very rare thing. <laughs> right, right. So looking at his words in this book, what is he trying to say here? There's a few points, I think. So as I said, he's trying to show that he's not crazy, that he calls himself the president of decision making. And he's a decisive person, he repeatedly says. So he says he's criticized because of his strength. But on the other side, he says, if you take radical action, you're called a fanatic. I'm rather like an X-Men. They think I'm a mutant. People think I'm some kind of mutant president born into America. They think I might transform from Trump into a giant bear and go on a rampage. It's a little frustrating. Why can't they understand me? So from that statement, it kind of summarizes a lot of points in this book, which is he's trying to show that he deserves human rights and free speech. And he talks about the media blocking him, social media cutting him out. But he's trying to show that just because he said things that were bold, he's being treated as some kind of crazy person. And he's trying to reverse that perspective on himself. Yeah. And reasonably so. And I think, you know, uh, it was unprecedented yeah, to, the, to the extent to which people have viewed him in the light that they've viewed him in the past several years. Uh, and I think he, he does touch upon something that may have had some influence in that. Um, because he does discuss that there are six powers that can give influence on the U.S. And apart from three of them being the legislative, executive, and judi judiciary uh, branches of government, he also indicates journalism, Hollywood, and power of foreign investors. Mm -hmm. But I think if we look at those latter three, I mean, we can see how journalism, in terms of the mass media, certainly painted a certain picture of him. Hollywood, uh, everything basically that he said, they would depict the opposite. Mm -hmm. So we're seeing that on a daily basis in commercials and movies and television. Um, so that would cause us to see him in a certain light. And then, you know, if there are uh, nations investing into large corporations and companies in the United States that are against the principles that he was striving for, that would also influence the messages that they're putting out into the world. So I think that, you know, just, just pointing out that there are so many factors influencing us at any given time that could be influencing the way that we're thinking and seeing the world without us even being aware of it. Mm -hmm. I think it's a, it's a call for us to become more mindful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, certainly so. He also talks about some of the things that are going on in the world, such as a certain virus, which he talks about as ma being manufactured, which is currently in the news right now. And uh, China getting away with a lot of human rights abuses, China getting away with a lot of other problems. And then he focuses heavily on the Tiananmen Square incident, which he says was the original reason why America is being beaten by China because of the way the United States treated China after the Tiananmen Square incident. Instead of taking a strict line approach, the U.S. took a very conciliatory approach and that allowed China to feel confident and to get away with other types of human rights abuses in the future. And so he wants to show that this Chinese Communist Party is doing horrible things against their people 
And it was because the president at the time didn't have decisive decision-making abilities that God's will has been intruded upon by China's actions. So I think his worldview that he shows in this book is a little bit comprehensive. He talks about a U.S.-U.K.-Japan alliance, which he wasn't able to fully realize, but he wished that came true. He wished that red states and blue states are no longer called such things, but we instead think about God's mind and being equal under our belief in God. He talks about a materialist trap, which always focuses on this worldly comfort. So instead of belief in God, people are believing in comfort and focusing on how to maximize comfort. And then he talks about the idea that his supporters are conspiracy theorists or fanatic blind supporters. And then he talks about why that's not correct. So there's so many different points from his perspective shown in here. And then we can understand why he thinks the way he does and why he says the words he does. Anyways, it's a kind of comprehensive view about him. Yeah, absolutely. He also, uh, you know, he mentions that, you know, he has been uh, criticized for his words apparently being too harsh, uh, invoking a lot of negative reactions from people. So, I mean, he specifically discusses uh, the concept of America first. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what he says is that it means that the U.S. should be responsible for the world. So we must maintain our power to take responsibility for the world. And one source of power is economic power. And the other source is the ability to make decisions and take action. And we must uh, have these powers, you know. So anything which is attempting to subvert that is not only against the United States, but it's against, you know, the, the freedom throughout the world that we are helping to maintain. Mm -hmm. um, so the idea of nationalism is so harshly criticized these days. Mm -hmm. But I think in this particular instance, nationalism is, it's ultimately for altruistic purposes. Yeah, it's almost like just another form of patriotism here. And then he's trying to arouse the patriotic spirit of the uh, United States citizens and then show that that's not actually wrong in this right. case. Especially in a, such a world, as we've mentioned, where China and the Chinese Communist Party are taking a lot of power and then intruding upon human rights. So if the United States people do not have patriotism, he's saying that it's going to be kind of losing scenario on our side. Yeah, and it's hard to be patriotic when we're so divided. Right, right. So with all that said, there's so much more in here that we could get into, but I'll leave it for the readers of the book to really get into that and then make their own decisions after they read his perspective. So it's not about simply agreeing 100% with what he says, but his words are kind of reference points that you can use to think about your own views of the world and how it should be. So you can read his arguments through this book. And then before we end today's session, I'd like to ask you, John, to read from part of the afterword of this book, which the audience can find on page 173. From the afterword, Mr. Trump is an honest and bold man. In that sense, he is trustworthy. Now the world needs leaders who can think about world justice. This must be the will of God. Oh, that's powerful words by Master Riho Okawa. And you can learn more by finding this book on Amazon.com. You can also find it at your local Happy Science branch and learn more at OkawaBooks.com. It was great talking to you again, John. Likewise, Dylan. 
In these trying times, stay happy, healthy, and positive.